Oh, wow. Good morning, gentlemen. So now um, we're, in a, we're in an interesting piece of the, um, the concept of calling something by name. So the truth is there, it comes in a few different ways. The most famous one was with uh, Esther and Mordecai. Oh. Have to excuse me, there's an amber alert. We're not supposed to come on my daff with amber alerts. Okay. Um, the most famous one was with Mordecai and Esther. That uh, because Esther gave credit to Mordechai, um, that saved Klagistro. Because when uh, Achashverosh couldn't sleep, had he had he not put Mordechai's name, giving him the credit, uh, the, in the end, that's what brought redemption. Um, it's a uh, that's that uh, just a very basic concept, the importance of giving people the credit for um, what they do. Now we had Rabbi Yochanan seemed to get very upset to the point where they sent other students to him, and the first group that went to him didn't please him. Uh, he got more angry, which is also something. Sometimes you try to patch things up, you make them worse. That's what happened there. Uh, and then this, finally he was appeased. And so the Gemara had a question. Uh, let's start three lines from the bottom on Sadi Vav Amid Beis, 96b. And the question was, Rabbi Yochanan, my, t- uh, my time a cup at Kuli High. I understand getting upset, but so much, you know, what? again, we don't know exactly how he was, but, you know, you can imagine. So the answer is, why, was, why, did, why did he get upset that his students didn't quote his teachings by name? So the answer is, There's a Pasuk in Tehillim. Tehillim is a, a tefillah, is a prayer, David HaMelech Davin, that I want to live in your tents uh, for all worlds. Now, how do you live in multiple uh, worlds at the same time? Can you do it? But I mean, usually you're in one world at a time, this world or the world to come. said in front of the Hashem, master of the world. He was hoping that he would be uh, to bring out his Torah. And it would be said in his name. In other words, people would remember where it came from and give him the credit for saying it or for bringing it out. Because uh, if, if that said, um, any scholar, we're on the top of today's page, who they quote something from him, from his mouth in this world, his lips move in the grave. Well, Ravashi have been moving nonstop. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the simple, I was going to say the simple, but the basic idea is, is people never pass away. They, they live eternally. If they're still quoted, if, uh, even after they're no longer in this world, their teachings still mean something to us. And the, the one way that we show they mean something is to, is to quote them and say they get, you know, the, um, it's always meaningful to me. Sometimes people, they quote their parents or their grandparents, and, you know, and they, they're in a different world. But to, to that person, they're still here because the, whatever it is that they brought, they still share that. It's still important to... So therefore, Rabbi Yochanan said, like, you know, by not quoting him, it was like showing that those teachings wasn't, weren't important. And that's why he was getting upset. Oh, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, okay. We're not quoting in memory. It wasn't recording? It was. I'm looking on the wrong device. Somebody asked us to uh, learn in memory. Let's see. The, uh, this is Richard's 
memory of his aunt, his father's sister, Michla Bas Dovio, and Neshama have an Aliyah. It's always true. We have to. It's that's uh, very appropriate. On the, you know that was very good. The, uh, that, there's the idea that uh, people that are no longer here that we um, they are not forgotten, but they uh, they exist. Their, their souls exist. Their neshamas exist. And so, uh, when their memory spurs us to greater heights, so they're not gone. And so that's uh, very important to remember people. But anyway, the, it's especially though if we have their teachings. And that's what the Gemara said. Now, if something is really true, hopefully it's all really true, but there should be a, a proof of that from the psukim. There should be... One second. There should be a proof of that in the Torah somewhere. So, where do, if, if that's true, that it's so important to say over things in people's name, where do you see that? Where do you see that they're still alive, that their lips are moving in the grave? And I don't know what, what, what's the, I mean, the lips might be that, you know, the lips that taught those things. It's just an interesting expression to try to imagine if somebody's in the grave and their lips are moving. But that, I mean, it has to be a metaphor simply because, I mean, I mean, because people, you know, you disintegrate, whatever it is, the body, so I guess, but meaning it's like your Torah was always, your your mouth was always teaching Torah, and you can be in the cavern, your mouth is still teaching Torah. It's still teaching Torah. It it must be something like that. Uh Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. So, my crop, as it says, uh, the Pasuk says, um, it's also, the Gemara is saying something else here, too. It's like old wine. Old wine gets better with age. So, when, if somebody has uh, something that was taught to them from a previous generation or somebody who's no longer in this world, not only do we, do, is, is it still relevant what they taught us, but it's like wine. It gets better with age. Um, sometimes we appreciate it more as we get older. You know, this is what the, you know. So my so and so used to say that. Way to turn it. I'm sorry. The uh, I'm getting an amber alert. Somebody somewhere was ambered. Okay. It compares that the moving of the lips to the grapes. My commercial Now I'm not a winemaker, but apparently if the the grapes start to you you let the grapes sit in a vat and as they start to ferment. They start bubbling, and kivin shemineh adam etzba olav. And what, apparently, all you got to do is touch the grapes, and then the wine starts to come out of them. It starts to bubble out or bubble over. Or dove yisharem avtamin chacham. Also, scholars kivish omer davish muay pm ba'olam hazeh. If you say quote them, and, uh, something is said from what they said in this world. So sim dovakever. Their lips move in the grave. It's a uh, it's a comparison, like I said, the comparison is to old wine. The, 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 instead of their memory fading, the things that they taught us, we are, they become better with age. We really start to appreciate them more, and, we, uh, and that those keep those people alive. They have eternity with that. Okay, moving on. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, apparently that has something to do with the winemaking. Uh, they the touch it to the wine, and it grows. So uh, one of the last things we learned was about the nine-year-old. So the nine-year-old had the equipment um, physically, and so at that age we begin to assume that there are many different halachas that transpire when a man and a woman are together. So uh, from the age of nine on, we assume it's possible that relations might have taken place. Now, on the other hand, he's not an adult yet. He hasn't reached... um, there, we can't prove, the most it could be is a doubt. And so 
Uh, normally, we wait till a person brings two hairs, but uh, we implied that uh, if he um, he's always from age nine until he's clearly reached puberty, we uh, we don't know a hundred percent that that relations took place. We don't know that he that uh, he was developed. So Raminu, but didn't we learn Ben Esrim Shana below? Hey, once he reaches twenty, Yavi uh, always got to do is bring his birth certificate. And uh, then we declare him a sris. A sris means that he's um, he's a eunuch, not a eunuch. Um, well, infertile. Well, it's even more than infertile. It means he's never going to develop. He he is what he is. Lo uh, cholitz. Now he can't give chalitza. Velo miyavim, and um, he can't do yivim because he's not capable. The whole idea was to keep the brother uh, to be a surrogate for his brother and to produce offspring. Uh, certain people just are missing the, they don't have the physical capability of ever producing offspring. If by the age of 20, uh, he has those signs, uh, then forget it. So, or a woman, she should bring a proof that she's 20, but who islandess and she's a barren, she doesn't get chalitza, not even. So, um, and, but didn't we learn on that? That's only, it's not just that they don't, grow the facial hairs or the pubic hairs. It's more than that. They have to have the signs of the sris that we, had, we quoted before. They have to have the deep voice, and they have to have the... There are indications that, that they are, are never going to develop. So, and our, and our mission doesn't seem to say that. So, Amarava Dekanami, Deptani Vahusrish, Mamina. So, um, when our Mishnah said... Okay, let's go to the language of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah was on uh, Tzadi Vav Amid Beis, it said, um, uh, whether he's nine years in a day, or he's even 20, at the end of the day, if he never had any signs of puberty, we're going to be in doubt whether he was capable of relations. But over there, it sounds like it's age 20. The answer is there, it's age 20, because he has those signs of being a sris. If he doesn't have the signs of being a stress, he can even be old, old, older than 20 and we won't be sure about him. So uh, the next question is, so when, at what point are we going to decide that he's, he's old enough? If he, you're going to tell me a 25-year-old might, might still be delayed, the kilo nodulos seminis if he never had those signs, how long are you going to wait? At what point are you going to say, well, he must be, he's reached adulthood by now. So Tani Dibe Rebkiya Adrov Shinosov. It's got to be the majority of years. In those days, the majority was 70, so the majority is 35. Uh, well, if he's reached age 35, then you can assume that uh, he's no longer um, he's no longer a child. He's no longer underdeveloped. Um, uh, even if he happened by then, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Now, even though he, there are certain people that don't get, uh, they never have a beard. They just never, they never get, grow in certain hairs. Um, but if they don't have the signs of the stress, we wait till age 35 uh, to be sure that uh, uh, at, at that point, uh, that, then, then, we would, uh, then we would know that it's, if it's not there by then, it's not going to be there. So, sometimes they would bring these people in front of Rava and say, well, what's, what do you think? Are they old enough for Yibam? Are they, uh... So Rava would say, if they were thin, he said, no problem, fatten them up a little bit. Of course they didn't reach puberty because they did not have enough vitamins. You know, you've got to get, you fatten them up. 
the Iborian, if they were too fat, he would say, skinny them up a little bit, you know, have them lose some weight. Zilach Yishayu. And the Hani Simanim Zim, because puberty, sometimes they don't reach their denotes, either a person doesn't have enough vitamins, is too weak, didn't eat enough. And sometimes they're too fat, and either one can cause a lack of, uh, of, of development. And, and that, that's actually very, um, they have doctors that people go to, endocrinologists, where they, but often there are things that they, uh, sometimes they could, it's common amongst people that are overweight, and it's common amongst people that are underweight. They, they need just, that. Just for later, when you... Yeah. With the Chazar, there's a, a nice stickle from the Masha on what that Dover goes to Kevin. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. we'll have to take a look. Yeah, I okay, just, I just saw it. How uh, Come back to you, Ishirab. Okay, new chapter. So, um, we know we, we've been learning about the forbidden relations, and again, it was relevant to Yibum in case the uh, the the woman that was married to his brother was related somehow to this brother. But the question was. Until now, we've defined relations uh, were relations through marriage. Well, what about if, and for example, a person's not allowed to uh, marry a, um, the daughter of uh, uh, a mother and a daughter. Uh, what about if um, uh, the person was, was related to the other person, but not through marriage? Uh, it, was, it was a boyfriend or a girlfriend. So... A person isn't allowed to marry their father's wife, but what about their father's girlfriend? Meaning that the father had like relations with her. Or something. or something, right. So um, is that also considered uh, with those relatives would be forbidden? So um, the case would be, let's say the father had a girlfriend and that girlfriend had a daughter. So normally you're not allowed to marry uh, the daughter of your father's uh, wife. So, but this isn't your father's wife. This is your father's just a woman who your father had relations with. So there's two ways that the that they had relations in the old days. One was where the woman was willing, or the other was where the woman was co- coerced. I guess there's always two ways, so right? If the woman was willing, why is she not married? If one of the ways to be mukaddish is the beer, he he would he would have had intent. He didn't. He just was had kavanah for znus. He never intended to make... He might have had a wife, and that wife didn't appreciate him taking another wife. <laughs> so he never, he never took responsibility. He just... Uh, so, um, so the Mishnah says the following, uh, A person is just... That doesn't create... Uh, in other words, that's not the father's wife, um, and so therefore a person would be permitted to marry the daughter of a woman who the person's father had relations with, even though whether that woman was uh, coerced or whether that woman was talked into it... How did he know if that's not his sister? That would be a different problem, right? That would be a different problem if it was physical. But even if it's not his sister... How does he know? Right, it's not a good idea. <laughs> but even, even so, he doesn't have, to, uh, doesn't have to find out who his father was, uh, what he's dating, and, and he lives in a small town, and he knows that his father was that... So careful, he doesn't have to ask the father which women he uh, he was with. And I was no son al nusafuta. Al nusafuta al nusua. On the other hand, um, uh, if the person um, is is married, then it would be chai. We'll, we'll explain these cases. No sa anam anusis avim mafutas avim. A person is allowed to marry 
um, the woman who his father, his father's girlfriend, whether she was coerced or talked into it, Anusis Bino, or his son, let's say his son had relations with a girl, could the, father, could the father marry this girl who his son had relations? Now, you can't marry your son's wife, but he's allowed to marry the, his son's Anusa, or his son's Mefuta. Rabbi Yudha Oser Banusis Avi Mefutes Aviv. He says no. Uh, there's a postic that implies that the place where his father's nakedness was revealed, he shouldn't uncover. So even not through marriage, even through relations, that, that's Rabbi Yudha's opinion. And let's bring a proof that, or there's a proof in the Mishnah to what we learned. Anas Isha, if a man had relations, coerced a woman to be with him, Mutter Lisa even though you're not allowed to marry a woman and her daughter, he, he's allowed to marry the daughter of a woman he coerced. That's what it means. Onus Isha, he coerced a woman. Now, if he married a woman, he's not allowed to marry that woman's daughter. That's totally forbidden. That's an erva. Even though that's not his daughter, he's not allowed to marry a mother and a daughter. But if he had a girlfriend, he had relations with a woman, he is allowed to marry her daughter. Uh, no, say Isha, but if he had married the woman, that, that's the basic rule of the Mishnah. It's exactly as the Mishnah taught. Raminhu, where's the question? What happens if a person is suspect? There are rumors that uh, people don't always advertise exactly who they are, uh, but there are rumors he hangs around a certain woman. So, we don't let him marry that woman's relatives. It looks, this looks, it looks to us like something forbidden. You know, he had relations with a woman, and now he wants to marry that woman's mother, that woman's daughter, that woman's sister. So we see that you aren't allowed to marry the relatives of a person's girlfriend or whatever. You see, it does kick in. That was the rabbis. The rabbis forbid that. It doesn't look right. Um... What is the reason for that? It's kind of interesting. Um, so he has an affair with the mother. And um, for whatever reason, this was not a proper relationship. And then he wants to marry that person's daughter. We don't let it because we suspect that he still has eyes for the mother and he's going to marry the daughter in order to get in the family. So this way he can still... Uh, play around with the mother, so we don't we, we we need to keep this man away from this family. Rashi Shema Laachashi says Bita after he marries the daughter Yisnei Merishona he's going to go back to the mother. Vahave Onus Mafata Al and that case will be forbidden because once he he's married, then all these rules kick in, and so we don't let him marry the relatives of people he's suspect on. Let's see. Uh, um, Anyways, back to the Gemara. But that's mid Rabbanan. That's the rabbis with their, uh, they didn't think it was a good idea. Um, and whenever there's, uh, now the Gemara is questioning, is that's only an Isser mid Rabbanan, Tani Nosen Luchachila. Our Mishnah seemed to say you could marry, uh, and, and, uh, which implied that it wasn't Isser mid Rabbanan. The answer is, That's talking about after somebody passed away. In other words, he had relations with the mother, he's not allowed to marry the daughter, mid-Rabbanin, but if the mother died, and we no longer suspect he's just trying to get, uh, have access to the mother, then he would be allowed to marry the, uh, the, the daughter of his girlfriend, so to speak. Manahadimi, what it knows from, the Tanrabbanukul, Nemar Shkiba. Usually it mentions lying with them, the Khan Nemar Kicha. 
And in some over here it mentions taking them. By the forbidden relations, the 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 marrying the relative of a woman and her daughter, it mentions marriage. It's uh, it's uh, you, it's not just and you can't have relations with a woman and a daughter. If you're married to the daughter, you can't have relations with the mother. If you're married to the mother, you can't have relations. It's, it's somebody through marriage, Derek Lukukin. All right, let's let's uh, let's take this as a rule by one sister. It says If a person through marriage marries their daughter, and it could be a, marries their sister, bas through a sister through the father, or bas or a half sister from the mother. Hachanami, do you mean to say that you can't marry your sister through you can't marry her, but but you could she could be a girlfriend. The Torah mentions marriage. Sometimes that's a woman you could marry. You, you're not eligible to marry your sister. You can't marry your sister if you want to. <laughs> you can give her a ring and propose. You're not married. So when the Torah says take over there, it means lishkiva. It means for lying with it. So We're saying the word lakicha sometimes means marriage and sometimes it means uh, relations. He says if a person coerced the mother, the, the fact that legally we can't forbid him to marry the daughter, from here it says, It says, don't uncover the nakedness of your granddaughter. That's the daughter of your son. The daughter of your daughter. Don't uncover it. But your wife's uh, granddaughter, you could. It says you can't marry a mother or daughter. So how could you marry your wife's granddaughter? If it's your girlfriend, you could marry your girlfriend's granddaughter. You never married her, so you could marry her granddaughter. Whereas your wife, a person's not allowed to marry her grandchildren. How do we know which one is forbidden? Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe you can't marry the girlfriend's uh, grandchildren. That's also uncovering her the nakedness. It mentions relatives. Benesuin, when somebody's married to somebody, the girlfriend, that's not a relative. Uh, you're not allowed to marry uh, your relative's family, their kids, their, their, their parents. Their, uh, uh, a girlfriend isn't a relative. That's, there's no share by Onsen, by someone one had relations with. Okay, moving on. He forbid one, even if... Um, uh, if the, the father coerced a certain woman, uh, the, um, uh, the child is forbidden to marry that woman's daughter because that woman's daughter... Now, normally a person can't marry the daughter of one's father's wife, but this isn't a father's wife. This is one's father's anusa, one's father's coerced girlfriend. Uh, so we said, Rehuda forbids that marriage. How does he know that from? So, Omer, Gid, Omer, Rab, my time, Rehuda. How does he know that from? It says, don't you dare marry the wife of what your father. And then it doesn't stop there. It says, and also, don't you dare uncover the, uh, the cloak of your father. Kanaf, the cloak, cloak, the corner of the garment. Sure, what? The robe. the robe. Okay, robe's a good word. The, um, the robe, Shiroi Aviv, that saw your father's nakedness you shouldn't uncover. Um, and so that's even if it wasn't through marriage. And how do you know that's not necessarily through marriage? The earlier Pasuk says, The earlier Pasuk is talking about uh, things not done through marriage. 
it says that over there it's talking about a penalty. If a, if a man seduces a young lady, he has to pay 50 kesef. So you see clearly that we're not talking about not only uh, um, uncovering the cloak that's uh, marrying a, a person who's related to one's father's wife, but even marrying a person who's related to someone, to the father's girlfriend, whose father uncovered his cloak to. Because the earlier Pusik's talking about people having relations out of wedlock. Ah, that's a good point. So why didn't the Rabbanon agree to that? The answer is, it's not, the Pusik isn't directly there. It's, uh, there's uh, some psukim in between. I don't know if it's the next Pusik, or it's not, it's not exactly uh, connected to it. It's a, to be a, a slam dunk drusha, it has to be directly there. It's, a, there. it's not directly next to it. So since it's not next to it, it's used for a different teaching. What is that different teaching? That's the teaching of Ravana. You know what it means, don't uncover your father's nakedness? If your father had a brother that died, and the brother left a widow, uh, to, and the father was supposed to do Yimar Chalitza, and then uh, the father died, you should never marry, and you're thinking, uh, you, want to, uh, you want to marry your, your uncle's um, wife. You want to do, marry your uncle's widow that your father should have married. Your father never got, got around to doing Yibam. So the, over here, so it teaches, my knaf aviv, knaf royal aviv. That was a robe that your father uh, potentially would have uncovered. Not only can't you uncover the robe that your father uncovered, but even the one he was potential to uncover. That's the drush that he makes. Lo yigawit. So a person's not allowed to marry their father's Yavama. Their father's brother's widow, that the father was going to potentially do Yibma Chalitza, and then he passed away before he did it, uh, the son shouldn't marry that, un- that aunt. Interesting, because the way it ended up, Yehuda doing Yibam with Tamar, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? That, that was not the regular way. So you, Different generation. That's what I'm saying. So you would think that maybe you could do Yibam, that he could do the Yibam. On his father's behalf. Yeah, so Rabbi Cohen is, is kind of pointing out that Yehuda, um, did Yehuda do Yibam? Well, that's what Tamar had in mind, uh, that uh, she should get Yibam from the father for the son. Well, let me ask you like this. Is it the same sin for the, the father, the son to uncover the father's nakedness as the father to uncover the son's nakedness? Does the Pesach say it like that? It says, yeah, It's only... Right, so that makes yeah, it a little better. Right. Right, so this isn't the wife of his son, though. This is the uh, Yavama of the son. So does it use the same language, though, like Kanaf, though, uncovering the, the, uh, the robe of the son? By when it says not to marry one a uh, 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 son's wife, does it also say and not uncover the 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 robe? Right. So that that's what we're trying to say. It's not quite as bad. We're we're trying to explain how Yehuda could marry. That's also true. Before the Torah was given, but it's still funny, right? So that we're we're questioning. Argamor is saying that the son has no mitzvah to marry his father's yavama. 
So we're saying, well, if that's true, so maybe the father has no mitzvah to marry the son. Right, but the wording is a little different. That's all I'm trying to point out. But we're, it is correct. It's before the Torah, and it's hard to... Uh, before the Torah, things worked in a spiritual way rather than in a halachic way. In other words, so they... In other words, once the Torah was given to us, we're given a series of rules, and we just keep the rules. Whether the, whereas before the Torah was given... Even though those rules were there, but there we dealt with the reasons behind the rules, and in certain cases they had more leeway because the the body of halacha wasn't given. Well, also, you didn't know. I mean, he, he didn't have any intent to be with his son's nevama. Right, but why, how did Tamar know? Why did Tamar think that that was 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 she trying to do yib? Was Tamar trying to do even for her husband's? Well, actually, it doesn't imply that, it, and it really just says that she thought this was a special family and she wanted to have kids from them. Yeah, um, otherwise, Yehuda would not have been able to let her off the hook. It's, it's only because he applied the principle of Yibum that he said, oh, I'm Tadekis. He puts on me many. And otherwise, uh, how would she have Tadekis? I see. You know, right, right. Okay. There was a Yibum. So, but, uh, so one second. So like even after the Torah was given, I'm sorry we're doing this, <laughs> right. but even after the Torah was given, so like the Yibum that took place with Boaz and Rus, mm-hmm. that was like we went to the next closest relative. So what if in this case, this son over here is the next closest relative? Yeah, but that was lateral, I think, by Boaz. Uh-huh. And when we're talking about Yehud and Tamar, that's... that's Right. Right. Right, right, right. So it, it's a great discussion. We're, we're going to yeah. move on from it, but the, the, there are two examples in the Torah of Yibum that are not conventional. And that was with, with Boaz and with Rus, and uh, also with Yehuda and Tamar. And Argabar is saying very clearly that uh, there, there's no mitzvah for the son to marry his father's Yavama. It's forbidden to. Right. And so that, that, that's what raised the question. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about if the, there was a, a chalitza? Can the son marry a chalitza from the father? Um, that's interesting. Well, what about the words? It said the, the robe that was uh, eligible to be uncovered by the father, he shouldn't reveal. So that's still haroila aviv. You want to say it, it has to be still open. But if he gave chalitza, it might not be... Um, that's a typical uh, Yavamos question. In other words, the only heter would have been if it's Derechibum. Over there, the, the the mechanism for the son to have any connection is closed off now, either because of the right, father's right, right, or right. That kind of leads into the next the next question. The words of Tevin of Shudah, but this is his aunt. You're not supposed to have relations with... Who, why, is it about, why are we talking about... The problem is, this is a woman who his father would have married. Isn't it forbidden because it's his aunt? So the said, yeah, we'll whip him twice. But she's got another problem. She's waiting for even from the... Gemara says, we'll whip him three times. <laughs> say more if you want. Or, the, or it's, uh, um, it's after the, um, uh, uh, his father died. So she's no longer waiting for Yibam. But the thing is, oh, so Steve, this kind of says that even though the father died, the, the father's brother's wife is still forbidden to the son because she, was, she, she had the potential to have been 
the Yavama. So once the woman had the potential, even if in the end she doesn't, uh, she's no longer an active Yavama, that it's clear from over here that that would still be forbidden. That's the last Rashi on the page. She no longer has a problem of marriage because her husband's brother died. So this would have been the robe that his father would have uncovered, was, was at one time eligible to be uncovered by the father, and also this was his aunt, so he'll only get a whooping twice. Okay, as we turn the page, um, uh, so now the Gemara is going to start some riddles. Um, and these riddles, um, the, uh, I recommend the chart if you, if you, if you find the charts helpful. Um, the more the, the we've started the, these um, uh, this question here about the person marrying the father's girlfriend's daughter, and uh, sometimes uh, people uh, have people that are related to them twice. Um, they, in other words, that that sometimes a person has uh, the family members are are doubly related to them, so it kind of ends up creating people that you have to look before you marry on both sides, you know, exactly how those relations work. So the more now, as Rashi says, These were like riddles. People would do these for fun, okay? A lot of fun, okay? We had the last stuff, you know, somebody had a song about one. I might, you know, that. So let's, let's try them. Sometimes a person can have a brother that's a half-brother from their father's side, and not from their mother's side, and he's the husband, the brother is also the husband of one's mother, and I'm the daughter of, of his wife. Um, let's, Rashi brings the case, a half-brother from the father's side, married his mother. Yaakov um, coerced a woman, Vaholidbas, and he had a daughter. And Yaakov's son, Ruvain, married as Anusis Aviv. He married the woman who his father coerced. And Yaakov had another, had a daughter, Ubas Yaakov. So it comes out um, that this woman is the. Um, uh, this woman uh, is doubly related to it. Okay. Amar Rami Barchama, the loker of Yehuda, the Masnisen, the Achu. Like Rabbi Yehuda, this would never happen because that's considered a brother. Uh, that that I'm sorry, that wouldn't fit like Rabbi Yehuda of the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda said that you're not allowed to marry the child of um, the woman who the father coerced. Next riddle. Achu, he's my brother. Ubrihu, he's my son. Um, Aksed Anna and I'm his sister. Davidarina Akaspe that I'm this baby that I'm carrying. Um, so how could you have such a funny case? Mishkachasle would have to be. So now the more th- these cases weren't common amongst Jews, but they were common amongst people in uh, Alabama or in, uh, the the pagans. They used to um, they they had relations with all kinds of relatives. So but over so uh, uh, with dealing with a pagan, Haba Albito, that married his daughter, Shlomo uh, Bri, and when they have a child, so the mother says, 
um, peace to you, my her child is also her sister. Her father, his father had relations with his daughter. So the daughter's child is her her brother. Thank you. Yeah. Bas Um how would that case uh, what what would the next case be? This time he has relations with his granddaughter. Delo Dolly Davla. Leaf Peser. The high barnum. Again, this is a expression. What would this case be? Um, this is another one of these riddles. Um, the, um, this expression, is let me throw a riddle out to you. In other words, how could this, uh, how, what would have to happen? To make a child like this, uh, the uh, where she's a daughter of his of her brother, and that would be with a, a gentile, the Baal Bas Beno, where he. This doesn't have you halachic ramifications. We're dealing now with Rabbi Kachov going cuckoo. Right, right. Okay. So why the Gemara gets into? It? I don't know. I don't know. If that's a good point. Why the Gemara? Bay Bay. That now we start another one. Bay Bay. Woe, woe is to me. This is a complaint. Um, when people have strange family relations. Usually, families, um, a person's father or a person's brother would uh, care for them or would take care of them. Uh, in these cases of incest, the normal family uh, relations don't apply because they're so uh, confusing. So this word bay bay means like, woe to me, woe to me. Um, the, uh, let's do the Rashi on this bay bay. Bay me'ach. Kobel ani, woe to me, al-achi, my brother, Shuhu Avi is my father, Ubali and my husband, Uben Bali and the son of my uh, husband, Vahu Bala Aim, and this is the husband of my mother, Shaholin Me'imi, that was born from my mother, Vainanami Du'av, that's the, uh, and then now the question is how that case will work out. So let's see this riddle, back to the Gemara. Bebe me'ach, woe to me, woe to me for my brother, Vahu Av is my father, Vahu Baalin is my husband. Vahu Barbalin is the son of my husband. Vahu Baalin Aim and the husband of my mother. Vana Barta and I'm his daughter of this woman. Velo Yai Pita and they don't give bread. La Achva, Yasme Bene Barta, it's orphan. Meshkai, what would this case be? The non Jew has relations with his mother. Vaholi Menu Bas. And he has a daughter from his mother. And then he has relations with his daughter, who's also his sister. And then his father goes and has relations with uh, this daughter. Uh, and then she has kids. So I'm your brother, I'm your father, and I'm your mother. She has two daughters. And then there's relations with one of them, and they have a son. And that's the my uh, the sister of my mother, we're, we're the children of the same brother. My father, um, would be the children of that. Where would that come? Ruven has two daughters. Vasa Shimon and Shimon went, and he married one of the daughters. Vasa Bar Levi, and then the daughter, the son of Levi, came, and he married one of them. The Kamerle breed to Shimon. La Bri Bar Levi. So these are 
Again, these are a number of um, mixed uh, family uh, charts. Sorry, can't uh, entangled would be a good way to put it. And, uh, sorry, can't can't uh, uh, go through them in a more clear way. Again, I think if we had a time to do each one slowly, they're not too bad as far as to to figure out. But we need to move. Let's let's get moving. Hagioris. What happens when you have a woman who converts? She's a nice guy, but not ima, and her daughter con- uh, her children convert with her. Um, so, um, and uh, these children are are siblings. These brothers are brothers to each other, and one of them gets married and dies without kids. And so he wants to know if his brother has a mitzvah yibum. It's in other words, two converts that are brothers. So in this case, lo they don't do yibum. Why? Because when they convert, they become a brand new person. So technically, they're not brothers. So in this case, where they, the mother converted with her two sons, uh, and it looks like a family, they're not really family. Now, even, let's say, the first child, was uh, the mother was pregnant when she converted, and the child was born Jewish, and then the second child was also born Jewish. So they're both, um, they both were born Jewish, so they are brothers. They're halakhically brothers, but not of the same father. And even if they are of the same father, the father, when he was not Jewish, is not the same as the father when he was Jewish. So what happened again is, you have one brother was born... Let's let's assume for this case they have the same father. So when she was not Jewish, she became pregnant from a certain man, and then uh, she converts, and they have that child. Then they have another child, the same couple, but but this time both the mother and father converted. So those two children are brothers, but one has a father that was uh, before conversion. Uh, One was was concepted, the the conception took place before before conversion, and one, the conception took place after. Those are considered two different fathers. So there's no Yivam Achalitza in that case. Uh, the Cain Shifka, same thing would happen with a, a maidservant that converted. No, we consider him the father from conception, not from birth. Right. Huh. Well, from birth, there's no. When the child is born. Uh, because if you go by. If you go through. From being from born, they both have the same father. They, they have the test the same DNA, but they don't have the same father. One had a father who was a non Jew. One was for father. Six months or for four months. So what you're saying is correct. Yeah. So we're going from. So then it's based on the conception. Right. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Let's see the Gemara. Gemara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This may be off the, off, the, off the point, but just combining this with the previous Gemara, let's say you have a family, the Goyesha family, where everybody in the family converts. Uh, are, are these. Uh, so men at Torah, they probably could. They're, the rabbis, uh, it, it's, yeah, the, the rabbis forbid um, anything that would look funny. <laughs> that, that's, that's the, uh, otherwise, it's a whole can of worms. Um, they were afraid also that people might convert. To do that. They would convert to Judaism so they could marry their sister. You know, or they could marry the, the, that wouldn't be a good idea. That wouldn't look good. Like the, um, but technically, they're not related. If that's that's the uh, 
But that's not a good reason for conversion, is to convert in order to I commit think. into it. It's just, uh, I, yeah. I wouldn't think so. No. Yeah. Let's see the Gemara. Uh, the children of Yudin, who is the, the uh, Yudin? Amsa, um, she was a maidservant that was freed. He permitted them uh, to marry uh, each other's wives. In other words, their father's wife from before conversion, um, their, no, their brother's wife. In other words, they, uh, when they were not Jewish, when they were servants, they were married to women, and then they converted, and they didn't necessarily stick with the same women. Normally, you're not allowed to marry your brother's wife, but in this case, Rabbi Achabar Yaakov permitted them to marry their brothers uh, from uh, the wife from, from a servant, because when they converted, they became a new person. Omerle Rava, how could you have Sheshis Asr? Didn't he say that it's forbidden? Omerle, who Asr Vanishar? I disagree with him. He said he forbids it, I don't. Yeah. It's just exactly the case that we just spoke with Dr. Yaakov. Now they became Jewish and now they married, they, they swapped. This is a freed slave. Right. Compared to a, Right. But you're asking if they were still married. In other words, they, maybe they gave a divorce or something, but normally you wouldn't marry your brother's wife. Um, Rashi says, uh, the brother's wife, he says, it's not because of Yibam. Uh, even if they had kids, let, let's do that first, Rashi. Nasheda, Dadi, they married their brother's ex-wife. Uh, we're just being, um, we're just assuming, let's just take that, assume that, that, that it's an ex-wife. The wife of the brother, not because of Yibma, even if they had kids, there's no relatives to a non Jew that could cut in Shinola dummy. They're like brand new people. Right. That's, that's almost the same. Yeah. Uh, but he held for servants that was okay. Servants, in other words, for non Jews, non Jews have relatives, at least rabbinically. But for servants, they didn't really have relatives. They, we don't really know who's related to who. Um, if it's from the father's side, not the mother's side, everybody agrees it's okay. Keep pligi. Uh, if it's from the mother's side, see the mother's side, you know you're related to. Uh, there, every no, everybody agrees that's forbidden. Keep pligi. Where's the debate? from the both. He goes with the father. They're called the sons of that father. They're also called the sons of the mother. Some people say they do argue. Even from brothers from the mother's side. My time No, they're totally new people. Tanan, we learn from our Mishnah. When a woman converts with her sons, there's no yiba. My time, what's the reason? Mishum desiri. Is the reason there's no yiba is because they're not allowed to marry their brother's wife? No, the Gemara says the reason there's no yibam is the ain't b'torah's chalit to be yibam. There, there is no halacha of them marrying the uh, being required to marry their brother's wife v'shari la'alma. And uh, these women, there's no yibam. It says if a person died without a brother, the inunami shari, and they also are really they could marry them. We're saying if they're if they're really we're not forbidding them to marry their brother's wife. We're just saying there's no yib or chalitza because they're not considered halachically brothers. Didn't we say even, which implied that they, um, uh, that there's, uh, that they, even for yibam they couldn't, which implied that they're not permitted to marry them at all. 
If you say they're forbidden, then the word afila works. Even though the first child was born from a non-Jewish father, and he was born with uh, after she converted. It's like they have two different mothers. And still they're forbidden. But if you say they're totally okay with each other, they're not considered uh, related, uh, what does it mean if you? Even though they were both born in holiness, and you could mix them up to two totally related people. In this case, at the end of the day, they have, they're considered like they have different fathers. Or, some people say, it's also logical, the shower that they're permitted. If you say that they're allowed to marry these relatives, the brothers' wives, even though they were both born Jewish, and you, we normally don't want to permit people that look like they're Jewish to do things that regular Jews can't do. In this case, they have different fathers, even though it looks like they have the same father. They have a father before he converted, and they have the father after he converted. So that's why they're permitted. But if you're going to say that they're forbidden, why does it say afilu? The afal gafter rishon harasa Why does it mean the first brother was uh, um, was uh, um, conceptual conception was before the father was holy? But then was born after conversion. It's like they're two different mothers. Afilu asiri. So they still would be forbidden. We want to deal with this question of the. Um, uh, whether they still are somewhat related or not, and whether they at least would be rabbinically forbidden, and we'll leave that for tomorrow.